Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I'm the Muscle, rejoined by my here and present co-host, Mozzie. How we doing? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Uh, glad to have you back. You know, had the solo sewed and then ended up having a week off because neither neither of us were able to make it work. So yeah. ha- happy to ha- have the crew back together for a preview. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Kind of feels like I took a like a bye week <laughs> there because. There's just a whole week where I kind of missed, so it's nice to get back into it, start mm-hmm. looking into the matchups again. Yeah, this week has a has a lot of I, I think a good mix of like straightforward and then like there's like four that are like big coin tosses that I think we'll probably spend a lot of the time on. So we already had our Thursday games, which I think we we didn't broadcast our picks, but we picked the favorites and it worked. Um, yep. I was very I was very nervous real quick on the Minnesota New England. I was mm-hmm. like, please, Minnesota, please, please, <laughs> please win. I was so worried that New England might like wreck them with pressure, but they weren't really getting much pressure. So I was like, all right, thank you, Minnesota, for doing that. Yeah, good <laughs> job. No pumpkins this thanks. <laughs> I was like, Kirk's indoors, so the stigmatism won't be an issue because it's at the night game. You know, <laughs> that was that was why I was okay with Minnesota there. So <laughs> we've got Miami hosting Houston to start off our. Sunday games, the Kyle Allen-led Houston Texans. Um, I, I want to take a moment to shit on the Texans real quick, organizationally. Um, the Lovey hire was one I was super critical of before the year, and I have no issue with Lovey himself, and he's a fine DC, but hiring Lovey as a head coach is a fucking terrible decision, and like this team has regressed since last year. They're like worse than last year for no real reason. They should be better. So They should be a lot better. Their GM has done really well. So I, it's, They're just terribly coached and i don't think that putting kyle allen in is going to solve a single thing like another day davis mills is playing great or anything but kyle allen is not going to like fucking jumpstart this team so yeah the, the i'll say the one thing about backup quarterbacks though is a lot of times you know we'll talk about the tight ends or like the outlets but they are um they they usually will latch on to like the clear best receiver so i think that does put cooks into some viability here if we think he's going to get like pepper to targets this game I would assume that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. Miami's defense is, like, I think they're good. They're not the best against the run. Um, They have a good secondary, but they've been out for a bit of the year. I kind of think that even though the Texans are likely losing and not doing great, like, they're probably still going to have a good day for people. Yeah, like, I imagine they're going to lead on him with Kyle Allen in, but... For Miami, we've got probably no Mostert and no Stingley for Houston. Like, yeah, the Miami's gonna do whatever. Like Jeff Wilson should have a great day. I imagine all the Dolphins should be fine. So, yeah, fire up every Dolphin. It's been it's been a funny quick turnaround for Jeff Wilson on value. Like, right? I was like, he was he was dead, and then all of a sudden he's like an RB one right now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he uh, 
he's going to be chalky this week, but I am going to eat that chalk. He, I mean, he's probably chalky, but not too expensive. Yeah, he's like 5.9. I'm like, he, I'm going to play him. Yeah. There's some, there, there are things I'm like, you know what? This is a great matchup. I'm going to not ever think this one. <laughs> Apparently, it's a hot take. It's a hot take. <laughs> what, Jeff what, Wilson is chalk, but he's cheap, and you should just do it. Everyone's yeah. going to have him. Just lay on the sidewalk. Um, yep. <laughs> just chalk. Get some Tums ready. No. Tum, Tums is basically chalk. It's like one thing off of chalk or something. I forget what chalk <laughs> is, but because like I think I think chalk is like magnesium carbonate, and then Tums is calcium carbonate. I'm not positive. I'll double check that. But we've got Baltimore and Jacksonville up next. Um, another probably quick one. The main thing is like the injury list for Baltimore. Um, they've got pretty steep. Yeah. No Staley, no JAD. It's like Jerem Armor Davis. I'm like, I'm like, it's like it's like Arbor Davis. I was trying JAD because it's a lot to type. Um, <laughs> he's a corner missing him, and then Robinson and Duvernay are both questionable. I really don't know about them. I I think one of them will go, but I'm not sure. And then Gus, I think will be back. He had full practice this Thursday and Friday, so nice. yeah, he should get. I don't know how many overall touches he will get, but. They're going to get to the goal line. It's not like he may just be fight on touchdowns like he was his initial first week back before he got re-injured. Yeah. This game's kind of tricky. It's Duval County is a weird zone. To- kind of has that Denver effect, except it's down in the bayou instead of up in the mountains. It's kind of more like boonies type of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not super confident in picking Baltimore here, even though I like them better. Jacksonville's off a bye. I think uh, Peterson's good off a bye, and they're really injured. If they're missing, like, a lot of people, this is. I think this is a tough game. Like, obviously, Lamar is amazing, and I'm going to pick Baltimore, but it might be, like, I'll take Jacksonville to cover three and a half with a Baltimore by three kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Baltimore is gonna like wreck them or anything. No, they're 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 a little too hurt. Stanley's out again. They might be down like all of their wideouts. And thankfully, it sounds like Gus is playing. If Gus was out too, I might actually take Jacksonville. Yeah, Gus. Gus is really good. He's one of the, like the better like overlooked guys at running back in the league, just because running back such a loaded position right now. Yeah, and I you know I don't have a whole lot of confidence in Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Yeah, he's had he's had some good moments this year, but yeah, I think Gus <laughs> Gus much more fits their offense and like the read option that they want to do all the time at the goal line. Like Gus is super helpful for that. I I'm pretty into Mark Andrews this game with yeah. these wide receivers questionable and hurt. I'm like ja- Jacksonville has been not terrible against tight end. Like they're not Arizona Seattle level, but they've allowed like some good tight end production to some not so amazing guys. Um like the good, the good tight ends have done well against them, and I, not to say not to bring up the he's due, but we have like we haven't had a huge Mark Andrews game in a bit, and it's Jacksonville, like not, I'm not saying like they're a pushover, but it's kind of like okay they're not going to be I don't think they're going to be terribly, so okay even if Baltimore doesn't mash Jacksonville. Jacksonville, I don't think will mash Baltimore. Like, I don't think they're going to push Baltimore on their comfort zone. No, I don't think so either. And I, yeah. I agree on Mandrews wholeheartedly. <laughs> I actually wanted to do Mandrews and Likely, but I don't know if Likely is playing. Oh. He is also questionable. Uh, is he? So he's unlikely. No. He's unlikely. <laughs> no, I, he's, 
fuck, likely implies either a lean either way, and it's truly questionable. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he's, he's neither likely nor unlikely. Crap. <laughs> but he I'm is a, likely. <laughs> yeah. I'm not very, uh, <laughs> I'm not very interested in anyone in Jacksonville this game. Not that, like, I'm not going to tell you, like, say ETN, but I, the over-under is 43.5, and, and that seems about right, and I am almost inclined to take the under here. But, I, I mean, they've, they've, Vegas, I feel like, has this one nailed down. And I don't know yeah. how much I expect from Jacksonville offensively. I know they're off the bye, so they'll probably get some stuff going, but... I do think that um, if you're doing some kind of showdown for this lineup, which I don't know why the fuck you would, but if you are, I would <laughs> consider Justin Tucker and Mandrews as, like, my captains. I could see this being a big Justin Tucker day. <laughs> yeah, he might he might be responsible for the majority of the points scored. <laughs> oh, who was it? Was it Maher that had like one of the like the biggest kicker day ever since like Prater did one time? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Maher had a great game. Maher, Maher. <laughs> oh gosh, but next up we've got Cincinnati at Tennessee, and th- this is one of the coin flip games. I think we'll probably spend a little bit on. We just got news on Chase that he is out. Uh, right before we started recording. So that's a huge thing. And that was kind of having on the fence. And I think I'm actually going to take Tennessee now. Uh, When I wrote this up, Cincinnati was favored by two and a half. I'll I'll see if that changed uh, since. But so Tennessee's defense, they are a pass funnel, which has me worried still about this pick. But Tennessee loves to bring weird pressure and blitz. And they're not going to get punished as much for that now with Chase out. So the spread dropped a point. Cincinnati's only favored by one and a half now. So I I don't think Cincy should be favored. I I'm gonna take Cincy and I'm calling it an upset because <laughs> I don't understand the line on this game. Tennessee has a better record. Their coach has been outstanding this year. Cincinnati's been you know kind of struggle bussing to get back to form. Um, it's in Tennessee. Like, why? Why is Cincinnati the favorite? And now Chase is out. The line dropped, which I guess you could say part of that was just waiting on Chase. But I, I still don't understand why this isn't just a straight pick 'em or Tennessee favorite at home. Um, I am gonna take Cincy, just because I. I don't know. I feel like Tennessee hasn't played too stiff of competition. Um, That's fair. They're coaching really well, but like, yeah, they beat Green Bay, but they're kind of perfectly built to beat Green Bay. They beat Denver, but Denver sucks ass. They barely beat the Chiefs, but Tennessee always does well against the Chiefs. It's almost like implied that they could, they're going to win. Even when they're... And then it's like all divisional. Washington, when they sucked, uh, Indy and Houston are like their last few games. So this is the best team they've played in a while. That's true. Um, I, I think they are also a pass funnel as we were kind of talking about. And since he just having some of those guys back, they were able to mitigate a lot of the pressure in the playoffs last year. And Danico Autry is out, which is still like, they're still going to get pressure. They're still going to sack Burrow. He's probably going to get sacked five times, but he's not going to get sacked nine times. <laughs> That's the big difference. <laughs> um, it's having Higgins and Boyd, I think is enough for me. Along with, of course, Hayden Hurst. But yeah, if if we find out one. if we find out that Simmons and Fulton are both gonna sit because they're both questionable right now, I may put this back to Cincy because I, I I was really wanting Autry to be in for that call, but 
Simmons and Fulton being in might be enough for me, but th- this is a tough one, and it's more so like a, I don't know if I want to call it like, you know, my, my mozzie pick on it, but <laughs> it, yeah, something is just giving me that, like, lean. I know, I, to tell. when you have that, you should go with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, I might, I might be weighing the playoff matchup too much, too, because a lot has changed since then on both sides. Yeah, Tennessee's gotten worse, mm-hmm. um, but the Bengals haven't, like, gotten better if anything they've also gotten a little bit worse yeah their line the line's better on paper and it's kind of been meshing more but th- th- honestly this game's going to be like a really big test of has their line meshed because <laughs> like for able tennessee will a billion percent test that oh yeah so yeah for me like so if if fulton is out that's going to make it a lot hard for me to stay in with tennessee and same on simmons because he's so good up on the interior there uh, at the moment I'm on Boyd and Hurst as like the easier inside quick hits. And then I put PRAM as a stream. I was torn on if he was a stream or a mash because Tennessee's run D so good. But with Chase out and with sevens. Oh, yeah, we got Captain America here. Got Captain America. Yeah. PRAM's a good pass blocker, which still will mean they'll probably want him on the field for that. And then he's going to be like the outlet guy. And so with no Chase, I think that will push an extra target or two to p ryan which i think it will end up mattering in the terms of like oh was he fine or terrible today <laughs> so I, I dig that yeah i mean he'll have to be on the field a lot just because of the need for the pass blocking the uh the total on this game uh i would not pick 43 and a half seems right and like this game could go under it could go over i i i don't have a stern lean either way yeah, this this is a this is a tough decipher for me. I might this might be one where I change my pick at eleven thirty based on any news. <laughs> yeah, Christian Fulton being out would solidify my my Cincy pick, mm-hmm. but I am leaning them. Next up, we've got Chicago at the Jets. We both had the Jets. I'll let you I'll let you uh, give me your soliloquy on the Jets here and everything <laughs> that's happened over the last week. Well, the coin predicts a loss here. The coin has been one hundred percent accurate. Um, but I don't know if the coin predicted competent leadership from the Jets, because I don't think anyone would do that. Uh, but I, that's, you know, what we got in them benching Wilson. I'm sure Sala just went to the locker room, just held up a picture of Wilson <laughs> and then a picture of Mike White and waited to see who cheered and who booed for what. Um, and was just like, all right, that's our guy. Cause you can't lose the locker room and what Wilson said the other night was just fucking stupid i'll be honest the way zach responded when asked if he felt like he let the defense down it almost sounded to me like he he didn't hear the question like at all like and was just like no no it was really dismissive immediately that's that's Uh, my hope (laughs) that's kind of that's what it sounded like when i watched it and my other thought was you know maybe he was anticipating a question like that and when it when they actually said it, it was a, just a little bit different than how he expected it to be worded, and he was already prepared to answer <laughs> and just completely didn't hear what the question actually was. I'm not trying to defend him, but it was just the way he responded kind of gave me the... He didn't actually think about the question. He just automatically, boom, nah, nah, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he sucked and has been, so yeah. he needs to get his shit together. What I heard from Richard Sherman was, like, they've been winning in spite of him instead of because of him. Yeah, pretty much. I know that uh, Wilson ha- Wilson really does have an insane amount of talent. 
Uh, he can make throws that very few can, and he's got just an insane arm for his size. He's got really good um, arm mechanics, but his footwork has been bad, and the scheme is just not really meshing with his play style. I think he wants to go out there and kind of run around and dance and kind of be more of the old-school Russell Wilson style. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is more of a 49ers offense, which needs a Jimmy G type guy to just sort of hit those 14, 10 to 14 yard slant routes to Garrett Wilson, who can house it and Elijah Moore. So he needs to get more decisive. He needs to step up in the pocket, which he has not been doing. Um, And he needs to kind of get back to fundamentals. So I like saying, you know what, take the week. Uh, we're going to go with Mike White. And Mike White gets a nice matchup here, so they're probably oh, going to yeah. do all right. Yeah, he gets a, he gets a, like a really cushy first start this year with mm-hmm. an already easy matchup. A lot of guys missing in the Chicago defense with Brisker, Gordon, and Weatherford. And then Fields is questionable, so even if he's in, he's banged up. So, like, it's <laughs> there's, there's a lot to make his life a little easier today. So... I will say I'm pretty high on the over in this game. Uh, 38 and a half seems really low because even if Fields is banged up and the Jets defense has been really good, this is the kind of player that the Jets defense hasn't had to go up a whole lot against. Um, I think Fields can still torch them. So I think Chicago is still going to get some points because I think Fields legs are just going to be taking them into the uh, red zone. On the flip side, though, I expect Mike White to have uh, 400 yards passing, and I'm not just being a homer when I say that. Like, their secondary for Chicago is kind of bad. All of their wide receivers are healthy. Yeah, their O-line is a little banged up, but, like, the Chicago pass rush hasn't been amazing either. Um, So I kind of expect this to go over and, like, by a good amount. Yeah, I was kind of torn on the the total on this one because – like New York's not seeing a field. I mean, they've seen a John, I guess, but and then but John, like but Fields is not seen in New York. Like he's not played a stout defense really yet in this run. So I'm kind of curious how like a an actual good defense does against him. I I think Sauce is gonna play. Last I saw, so yeah, with Mike White, like we saw him just dump off the ball a, t- a ton to the running backs last year. <laughs> so I like Michael Carter here. It's a, it's a good run matchup for him and like, look at the dump offs. So I know like James Robinson is there, but Michael Carter is the pass catching back more. So, yep. and then I, I was, I was torn on who to go with after that, like a receiver wise, cause he hasn't thrown to Garrett Wilson, like in game action yet, but Garrett Wilson's also just absurdly fucking good. Yeah. So I was like, it might just be him. Like, because he, like, he, he knows Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, but he also hasn't had the opportunity to, like, get it to Wilson yet. So, uh, but I, th- I think they'll he will hopefully hit, like, the stuff they draw up, like the easy plays. And this was something, this is kind of like a weird detour, but I was talking to someone about, like, Swift and Jamal Williams. And Swift, since he's been back from his injury, like, hasn't got many touches. It's like, oh, is he still hurt? What's, like, what's the issue? And watching him play, like, it, it's kind of a weird thing of, like, each thing's causing together. He wasn't getting on the field much because he was hurt. It's like, okay, like, working back in slowly. And because he's not getting on the field much, he's, like, pressing a lot each time he gets on the field, trying to make a big play. And he's not playing, like, si- like sound assignment football. 
And so, like, okay, you're not playing well, let's get you out. And so it's kind of like a weird loop for him, whereas Jamal Williams is playing, like, super sound, like, a sign of football. And, like, you know, he's always getting into the end zone when they run at the, at the, at the goal line because, like, he's really good at, like, finding the spot, following the blocks, and, like, getting those couple yards. And he's getting the plays as they're drawn up. And so, like, sometimes coaches are like, okay, like, we know he's not going to get us this 50-yard play, but he's going to get us our five yards. And, like, a lot of times a coach will be like, that's probably more important. And then, because you want to avoid those zeros and negatives. And so, like, for me, I'm looking at, like, Mike White here. I'm like, okay, Mike White, in a similar vein, like, because Zach Wilson was probably starting to, like, press too, like, you know, sensing the pressure of not, not like, not just, like, the in-game pressure, but, like, the organizational, like, NFL career pressure. <laughs> and so, like, oh, offense is sucking. We got to make something happen. This is that. And then mistakes come up. And like, okay, Mike White, no pressure here really cushy spot like he's gonna get the assignments in the the gimme plays going and then that'll probably be a, a huge boon to this offense that like like you said it can have big plays but it's not reliant on the big play like it's more reliant on staying on schedule and i yeah, think mike exactly. white will keep them on schedule yeah exactly up tempo quick passes efficiency uh you know it's all the hallmarks of a traditional shanny offense get mm-hmm. the ball out quickly to very talented skill position players with um, cleverly designed, you know, schemes in that zone run scheme. I will say, I, this is kind of going back, and I, it was just a thought that uh, Wilson has been playing terribly, but and this isn't defending him, but the play calling has also not been good on offense and their O-line has also been very, very hurt. And both of those things, I think, are contributing to Wilson's really poor stat line. Yeah, I mean, none of that helps. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a gross combination of things. Like, he's been bad. The other parts of it have also been bad. So they're not exonerating his badness, but they have also been bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking back at our evals for these quarterbacks was kind of funny as well, just, like, seeing how... Like how spot on we were with like a, a certain aspects of these guys. Yeah. But next up, we've got Atlanta and Washington. We're both taking Washington here. We got the over on the forty and a half. You've got Washington covering the four points. A lot of injuries here. At least with Atlanta, the main thing is Pitts is out for I think the year, presumably. Um, and that's it, why I picked Washington to cover because yeah. I originally had Atlanta covering, and then I was like, oh fuck, they lost Pitts. Mm. Yeah. So Washington, it's like essentially sean taylor day there they're i think i think they're like retired new jersey and putting the decals on the helms i don't know the specifics of it but yeah. it is in some capacity like celebrating the life of sean taylor so i'm like yeah they're gonna i'm not, I'm not picking against that narrative like no yeah what like not jerk yeah <laughs> not not to be like you know full narrative street but that that can matter sometimes in these close games especially when you've got you know I don't, I don't want to say Washington bad team, but, like, last week against Philly, like, we found out, like, afterwards, like, oh, like, Ron Rivera's mom had just passed away, and the team was, yeah. like, super rallied around him. So, those, those like, emotional things could matter. Like, the like how checked in you are or are not is actually important. And that's one of those things, like, we can't always tell, like, with the team. Like, are they, are they checked out? Like, the Jets might have started to check out last week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't blame. I mean, their defense was just playing amazing, and their offense couldn't do shit. I don't. I like. I would be getting really pissed off too. 
Yeah, I, I know Jerry Judy's been hurt, but he seems kind of checked out with Denver right now. Yeah. <laughs> but He's like, yeah. why did we get this? <laughs> this game, though, uh, one of the Washington pass catchers will probably do something, but I don't. I, I can't decide who. Like, Feels is it going like to be Curtis Samuel, Samuel like middle of the me. field? Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. with you there. The running back thing has kind of been a lot of a split, actually, with Gibson and Brian Robinson, so it's, so it's kind of tough to pick one in particular. Because I think they've been 50-50. I'll double-check, but... I think so. Like, they've been splitting pretty much down the middle. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone on Atlanta you want to play at all? Not really. (laughs) So here's uh, something I was thinking about in terms of a segment we could do is um, phoning in the trend tender, who is the, uh, the bartender that you go to to talk about the trends that have been happening in the NFL. And so one of the questions I would have for the trend tender is does Washington's defense still suck because they sucked for like 10 weeks, but I think they're maybe nine weeks, but I think they're starting to get put together. Yeah. They suck less now for sure. They definitely suck suck less less now. (laughs) And I think they're going to have chase back this week too. Like chase young. Cause it is like, this is the last week to bring him back. Otherwise he has to go back on IR. So I assume they're, because they lost Cole Holcomb, and then yeah. it sounds like or I keep mixing up Jamar and Chase Young because they're both Chase. There's only there Chase is BA, so he's been activated. Chase Young has. Um, I'm also gonna suggest we go with Bar Trender instead of what like Trend Tender. <laughs> the Bar Trender. Yeah, we go with Bar Trender there instead there of Trend go. Tender. We, I like that. Just to, just to fit it together a little more smoothly. Because <laughs> Trend Tender almost sounds like a trendy chicken tender. Right. The latest, hottest chinders. So, yeah, I don't really want anyone in Atlanta here. This game's kind of gross, aside from one Washington player will do things. I think it's about all I've got here. But we've got the grossest game of the year, possibly, next with Denver and Carolina. Can we just skip this one? Yeah, I know. I'm not going to watch it. I don't, like, I'm not going to bet. I it's disgusting. You said I know you said that the uh, people at work have been getting sick. I'm like maybe this game. I hope this game doesn't get you sick talking about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, just really quickly, the running backs in this game are in play because of injuries. Like a lot, Latavius Murray's kind of the only guy left. Don Foreman. I mean, I guess Chuba Hubbard's there, but Don Foreman's been solid. And this game is going to be so just disgusting and gross that. Teams will the teams will be able to run. I'm not. I, I prefer Latavius to Donta Foreman just because Denver's defense is better. But Carolina's defense isn't terrible. That's why I have Latavius as a streamer, not a banger. But the Denver defense is really the where I want to go here against Sam Darnold. <laughs> that should be your showdown <laughs> captain. If for some reason you hate yourself and are doing a showdown slate with this game. Um, I think Denver D is probably your best play. I assumed he meant Denver D and not Sam Darnold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But anyway, yeah, I don't think we need to talk about that game. I'm taking the under. We both are taking the under on 36. (laughs) It it could be 12. (laughs) I am 12. Uh, Next up, we've got Tampa at Cleveland. Both have Tampa for now. Got the over for me on 42. I I think the over seems right in this game. Those offenses have enough firepower here. Tampa's coming off the bye here. We've got Leonard Fournette, doubtful, and then Gage and Gadecki out. Vita Vea is questionable. That's kind of a big one. And then Cleveland doesn't have Greg Newsome, but it looks like their O-line is good to go this week. 
I just, uh, like, if this game was four weeks ago, I might be taking Cleveland because of how awful Tampa was against the run. Um, I do think they've righted the ship, their Buccaneer ship, a little bit better. Uh, they bucked so I, the trend. I'm probably going to take Tampa. Yeah, I don't know. There's <laughs> The funny thing is that Todd Bowles sucks at second-half adjustments, and... The Browns don't really need to make second half adjustments. They do one thing and they do it well, and you can either stop that or not. So I kind of feel like they're going to be fine, Tampa. Then. Yeah, you stop Nick Chubb, stop stop Amari Cooper. Like, yeah, that's, 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 it. that's the gist of it. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to someone about what Washington's return is going to do for the team, and I like this. I mean, we're kind of jumping forward a bit, but I'm like, I think Watson coming back is going to just more so help for, like the secondary receivers. Because, like, Amari Cooper's been amazing already. So, I'm like, I think it just makes, like, Dodman Peoples-Jones a little more upside. Or, like, David Bell becomes, like, relevant. And that's, you know. But I don't know, like, I don't know if this team's going to, like, be a whole lot better with Watson in. But yeah, we can I save really that for know. we can yeah, save that for next week. <laughs> we haven't seen him play in two years. Yeah. Well, that, that'll be a teaser. Maybe I shouldn't use that word for this. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, so we've got Tampa here. Rashad White with that with uh, no Fournette against this Cleveland run defense that has remained bad. If we're calling the bar trender here, um, the Cleveland defense still sucks, especially against the run. So yep. <laughs> Rashad White and the Tampa wants to run the ball. They've like made a fucking commitment to that for some dumb reason. They want to keep running the ball. Um, and White can catch passes too, so he's like an awesome option this week. He will also be chalky like Jeff Wilson, but I think he's solid. And then Cleveland middle of the field. I think that trend's still been a thing, so Godwin and Kate Otten, who I've written as Cotton, uh, those two to me seem like solid options as well. But with no with no Newsom, like Mike Evans I don't think is gonna have any issues either, so Yeah. Yeah, like it's probably it could just be a Tampa Bay beat down. Yeah. But <laughs> I did I did Cleveland will score some points. I just don't know how consistently or long it'll last. But that forty two seems way too low for this total though. That's like the one I'm most confident in. Yeah, on this is the total, but yeah, is there anyone from Cleveland that sticks out to you or no? Not really. Yeah, I think Njoko will be back, but Chubb. Yes. Yeah, this is an interesting week for Chubb because if Vita Vey is out, I think he's usable. Like especially like even like like a DFS tournament play, trying to get like way different. But Tampa Bay kind of matches up well against what Cleveland does, so it's a little tough, but. 4 p.m. games. We've got Vegas at Seattle. We've both got Seattle. I've got the over here. Seattle's defense has had solid stretches and bits and, like, has, like, good parts of their defense, but they're not, like, a stalwart. They're, like, a, a little above average. And so I do think, you know, Devonta Adams is good enough to do his thing, obviously. Right. The big thing is Josh Jacobs showed up as questionable yesterday. I think he'll be fine in play, but I obviously keep an eye on that. Because if he misses, like, they're going to probably fill in with a weird combo of, like, Amir Abdullah and Samir White. So, and Josh Jacobs has been actually fucking amazing this year. Like, he he's been he's been so good. And, like, I know the Raiders' like run game is, has been good overall, but he's he's been awesome. And I think if he missed and we saw backups in there, we'd realize how amazing he has been. So, yeah. I just wanted to give yeah. him some love there. This game just makes me sad because this should be a Raiders win, and I'm taking Seattle because of josh mcdane man i don't makes me sad like i i didn't want to be right like there are so many things i've been right about on the raiders with them being bad 
that I don't want to be right about. Like, I want to be wrong, but I'm like, why? I keep thinking, like, why are you doing this stupid thing? I'm like, I hope I'm wrong. They run this NFL team. Hopefully they know more than I do. Nope. So <laughs> they just haven't yet. Yeah, they just haven't shown they know a, a damn thing. So yep. Yep. it's tilting. But at this point, I'm like, okay, they swept Denver. That's that's all I wanted to see was you just sweep Denver. And then now, <laughs> like, they're like, I assume they don't win out and make the playoffs. So at this point, I'm like, okay, just like get get Bryce Bryce Young, and then I'll be good. That'll make me happy. There you go. So, but in this game, on Seattle side, I Kenneth Kenneth Walker should smash. Yeah. And then I'm thinking I'm thinking DK here. Um, if Hobbs comes back, I feel like he would match up a little more with uh, Lockett than DK. Not that it would matter a ton, but. Yeah, no, I like DK. I'm starting him this week in one yeah. league. No one on, other guys. Yeah, no one on this defense is going to be able to, like, do anything about DK. Yeah. So. Like, the but. closest is Max Crosby <laughs> getting to Gino. That's the only hope. Oh, gosh. But I do want to mention Foster Moreau here, though. Um, Seattle's defense, we didn't – they were on by last week. But they're also really bad against tight ends. I know uh, Arizona's kind of stolen that show a bit after the Kittle thing as well, but Seattle's terrible against tight ends as well, so Foster Moreau, I think, makes a great stream this week, and I don't want to call him a banger, but because like all the teams are playing this week, so but he, I think he's a, like, he's like if you don't have one of the studs, like, he's one of the next he's in that next group of, like him and, like, Everett and a few other guys. Yeah. But, <sighs> do you have anything else on this game? This it just makes me sad to talk about the Raiders. Yeah, no, that that that's about it. I'll take the over. Hopefully, high scoring, lots of offense. Yeah, I hope it's fun. I think this next one should be fun. We got the Chargers at Arizona. Um, right now, the total is forty and a half. Char- Chargers are favored by two and a half. We both have Arizona right now, and I think the consensus we've come to is it'll be close, but the the manner is like close in what way? <laughs> Yeah, because uh, the, the Chargers love to play up and down to their competition, and the Cardinals are maddeningly inconsistent. Uh, so it could just be, like, periods of terrible interspersed by little plays of amazing. I feel like uh, it's going to be, like, a really good first and fourth quarter, but the middle of the game is going to be just fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not sure about the over. I think Arizona wins on the last play of the game like a walk-off score um i yeah there's a lot of injuries here the cardinals are just always looking amazing and terrible at the same time so cliff like i take i'm taking arizona but i don't love it and i'm possibly leaning under but i also don't love that i just don't know what to expect out of the cardinals on any given week yeah, this these picks, by the way, are like I think we're both on the same page of like this is assuming Kyler and uh, Hollywood are back because I mean if oh, one, if yeah. if one of them misses, I'm switching this. But yep, my my reasoning with Arizona was like I know there's some injuries a lot on both sides, but against the Chargers, the way to attack them is running the ball, which they've got Connor, like they can do that. And then the line's not as dead this week; they're missing Humphrey still, but they've got Garcia back, and they're not down to like two linemen. Um, and then. I think having Kyler instead of Colt will help kind of minimize some of the pass rush with, like, you know, Cleo Mack and stuff. And then they've got two really good outside receivers now with uh, Hopkins and Hollywood. So that'll, I think that's also a good way to attack them. Like, basically, the Chargers are going to need Drew Tranquil to have, like, an amazing game 
for for this to upset on the offense, but I, I think that like the Arizona offense matches up super well against the Chargers defense. Not that the, not that the inverse isn't also true, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll get an over. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get a high scoring fun fest. Yeah, can it? Yeah, <laughs> fun fest outweighest. Yeah, Keenan being back was like massive for the Chargers offense. Yeah. Like they they looked so like even when Michael Williams went down they looked so much better when Keenan was in there. He's good. Yeah, he like he's the engine for the offense. Like I know Herbert's amazing, but like they need Keenan Allen there to keep the offense on schedule. Yeah, he gets the first downs, man. Yeah, it's it, it's it's night and day. It was crazy, just like how much they were actually able to hold in that game, like with Keenan Allen. Because like if he was out, they would have been fucked. Oh yeah, <laughs> but. Those some of those injuries we mentioned though, by the way, with Arizona, no Byron Murphy, no Rondale, Greg Dorch is questionable, game time decision, but I think he sits. And then we mentioned no Mike Williams for the Chargers, and then probably no Nasir Adderley at safety as well, which going against Hopkins and Hollywood. Uh, was Adderley because Adderley safety or nickel corner? Free I, safety. Okay, I always mix that up because like they're also kind of interchangeable sometimes. Like a lot they, of safeties yeah, will play nickel. The modern NFL. Yeah, there's like so much back and forth with that. Like, I'm like, I'll see some sites say corner, some say safety. I'm like, well, fuck, I'm just gonna say secondary and call it a day. <laughs> call it a day. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to write in here. Uh, Everett. He might be a banger too, but Cardinals against tight ends, man. Cardinals against tight ends, and then you'll have yeah, Keenan and Everett. Yeah. And Eckler, of course. Yeah, I don't. I don't even need to write Keenan and Eckler. They're kind of a given. Yeah. <laughs> Every every week, it's Eckler is so good. Yeah, he's he's good. <laughs> it's kind of funny thinking about how Melvin, like the Melvin Gordon thing, went, where he's like, "Pay me," and they're like, "No," and then <laughs> now Alston Eckler is a thing. Yeah. So next up, we've got New Orleans at San Fran. We have San Fran. Uh, the big thing for me is P. Warner is out, so I think that's a. Big boost for CMC. Not that I wouldn't like him anyway, but for me, nice jump there. And then the San Fran secondary is uh, garbage. So <laughs> I, I like Olave a lot here too. How are you feeling with this game? Um, I hate predicting what New Orleans is going to do on any given week because they're just such a mess. Like sometimes they're really good and sometimes they're just awful. I'm going to take San Fran. It's at home. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know anything about New Orleans and don't really want to. <laughs> Dude, I swear, like, the, if, if they had Sean Payton instead of uh, Dennis Allen, they'd be a lot better. But Dennis Allen's a terrible head coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. The, the big thing for me I was kind of deciding on was, like, the spread, San Fran by nine. I can't tell if that's like right or too high, but I think it's right just because it's this 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 front against Andy Dalton. Exactly. <laughs> that's why I listed Jarvis and Juwan as uh, streams here, just because I think they'll need kind of the outlets. So, like, it's tough because New Orleans has a really good O line, and the Niners' secondary is not so. Like, if there's time, Andy Dalton might be hitting Olave all day. Mm-hmm. But so if there's I not like time, him. then... Yeah, exactly. That's stuff to tell. But yeah, like, Olave, like, absurdly outmatches the secondary. So. Oh my god, yeah. But next up, we've got the Rams at Kansas City. And 
I think Kansas City is going to ram this team. It's b hole. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, this this game's gross. <laughs> it's Bryce Perkins starting. We've got Al Robinson questionable. We've got other guys hurt on the Rams. Uh, the big thing, though, we've got Tony out here. And Thornhill's questionable. Also, no Brian Allen for the Rams. So you've got your third string quarterback and a backup center. So <laughs> the spread is 15 and a half, and I haven't made a decision on it yet, which kind of tells Kansas a lot. City to cover that. <laughs> this is like, this seems like a game where they remind everybody how fucking good they are. <laughs> like, like this could be a Pacheco week where they run the whole time and they do that. But also can't like the Rams are like hard to run on and they're pretty easy to pass on. So I would, I would take the Kansas city stack yeah. of them just getting five touchdowns in like a half. And then, like, no oh, joke. This could be, like, 28 to 3. Hey, can you pick a different score, please? That was kind of rude. Oh. <laughs> I was just, like, four four touchdowns with nothing else, and then Rams get, like, good field position once and get a field goal. <laughs> I was like, just, just go, like, 28 to 6, please, or something like that. 31 to 3. <laughs> I just... Uh, in, in my experience, really good teams beat up bad teams, and right now the Rams are a bad team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They suck now. Yeah. <laughs> so, kids are sitting there. Now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sucking at something is the first time to being kind of good at something. That's right. <laughs> uh, Sunday night game, we've got Green Bay at Philly. We both have Green Bay. Um, this is one where... yeah. So, we both, we both have Green Bay. We both have the upset here. I, I think we are on the almost exact same page here. So without Jordan Davis, the Philly Rundy has been a lot weaker. And Green Bay is healthy. And before the year, I think this is a matchup when we did our schedule, we were both like, I think this might be Green Bay. Because yeah. any team with a good run game and a good O-line has an advantage against Philly in that sense because their linebackers are kind of weak. They've got you know a good secondary and a good front. The front's weaker now without Jordan Davis. Like, if Green Bay is aware of what they're supposed to do, then <laughs> they should win. And yeah, my like the question is, do you want to win this game or not? Because I think <laughs> if they run the fucking ball, they will win this game. Yeah, they, they've they've got back to that more after the game where they just like forgot about it, like they pulled the fucking Andy Reid. Yeah, like oh yeah, we should have been doing that. Mm-hmm. And then the <sighs> Green Bay run D has been better too. With Devondre Campbell out, weirdly enough. It's it's always weird when a starter goes out and something changes and like it's better. But Devondre Campbell's like a really really good coverage linebacker and like a pass defense linebacker. And I guess some teams like that's way more important. And if Goddard were in, I'd actually be like, yeah, I want Campbell in here. But with Goddard out, it's right. fucking Jack Stoll. Like it sounds like the fucking jockiest day. Something's gonna come out of a <laughs> 1980s movie and boy the shit out of me and hang me up on a locker by my underwear. Like right. so. I would prefer against Philly here. Like I would prefer the good run stopping linebackers and green Bay. They've only faced like a couple quarterbacks who run, but they've been pretty solid against quarterback rushing in general too. So they match up really well against Philly. And it's not, not that the inverse isn't true at all, but I think if green Bay like does the shit, right, they should pull this out. Right. And the and line's that, and healthy. That's where I'm at. Like Dylan and Jones should have a good game. They should be used. I don't know if their coaching is going to do that, but that's what should happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Aaron Jones is like, I know we've got some like obvious ones, but he's the, I'm going to call he, like, he's, he's a banger of the week for me here. And I think with the bangers of the week, some, sometimes there's obvious ones, but I, I like picking the 
a little less obvious one. So Aaron Jones is my banger of the week here. On that showdown, he's probably going to be my captain. So nice banger of the week. And I guess we can say joint upset of the week here too. Um, lastly, though, we've got Monday night game. Pittsburgh at Indy. This one is going to be, I think, an article game because <laughs> there's so many injuries right now. Because uh, yeah. like right now, like I think it, if things break the way they look like they're breaking, I think we might lean Pitt. But it's tough because we need the Saturday report and recording on Saturday. We don't have that yet to know like who's in and out. So I think the only inkling of a lean we have at the moment is paris campbell as a stream because of the pressure matt ryan is going to be under and the run stoppage of pittsburgh d but this is a gross game it's a gross game that's the monday night game like fuck that (laughs) i'll be able to get out (laughs) yeah they didn't i'll be able to at least fall asleep early this game might put me to sleep we'll see yeah (laughs) this will be a good test for jeff saturday yeah jeff monday jeff monday (laughs) (laughs) We need Jeff Thursday. We a year ago we could have had Jeff Tuesday, mm. which sounds like a restaurant like Jeff Ruby's and Ruby Tuesdays meets. And Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Jeff Tuesdays steak and ribs emporium, and also oatmeal. Lots of oatmeal. <laughs> I feel like Jeff Saturday loves oatmeal. I could see that. <laughs> I love oatmeal too. I don't blame him. But uh, quick episode today. We had to kind of smush it in a bit, you know, adult life makes schedules kind of suck sometimes, but we got this in, wanted to record it because we love football. You know, we like doing this. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week to kind of touch on some of the stuff we maybe have written, but didn't get a full go over in a review and then go, you know, a little more in depth for the next week games. Hopefully we can find more time with a less hectic and sick week ideally but um i i think i think we've got a good a lot of these games i feel like didn't need a ton so i think we went in depth on the ones we needed to but in the meantime you can find us online for those article games at uh mozzie and on twitter at mozzie and muscle uh thank you for tuning in and we will be back next week